Hello and welcome to Brain Trust Live number 473. This week on a special edition of the podcast, it's a GOP debate and Georgia mugshot spectacular. We'll have all this and more. This is Brain Trust Live. Hey y'all, I'm Brent. I'm Lila, and you can find us on the web at www.braintrustlive.com. That's right. We come come at to you, you on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. With late, some hot takes. Late in the night, fresh off the GOP debate cycle. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. What a week, because A, we still have to talk about the Georgia indictment situation a bit. Yeah. Obviously, you've existed in the news cycle for a while now, so you know yeah. enough. Right, we're not doing a whole hour on that, although we, we most could. certainly could. The other thing that we could do a whole hour on is the mugshots, uh, which we're going to get into in a second. <laughs> that's what we'll do a whole hour on next weekend, because then all of them will be in. Oh, yeah, We're that's currently right. only halfway through the yeah, mugshot we're season. Tr- we're awaiting Trump's. Yeah, tomorrow, the day that you're listening to this, yeah. Donald Trump's mugshot. Well, for the yeah. first time and in he's his gonna, fourth indictment. I hope he's been looking at the ones from today, because he's a person who is obviously vain. So, and he's a person who will want to make sure his makeup is right. He'll want to make sure that everyone knows that that's his real hair. And and the, the lighting in there is not great, friends. Not one and single not, person. And it's not consistent either. So no. he's going to have to plan for a lot of different scenarios. Is it not one person has looked like their hair is their real hair in these shots. No, so that correct. is, he's working against right. what is already going to be an insurmountable barrier, <laughs> which is yeah. that even people who came in with their own hair have walked out of these shots looking like they have a wig on. <laughs> That's right. That's I was just or being completely blown out, or sometimes too dark. Yes. There's no n- nobody. No, the you can't the win. camera operator in there is not is doing everyone. anybody. <laughs> it's not doing anybody any favors, which I'm fine with certainly. But like, if he wants to pull this off, <laughs> he's got a lot of thinking to do before he shows up there. I know, and also he's really got to think about his strategy here because <clears throat> there has been a wide variety of facial strategies taken with these photos. Right. Brent and I were exchanging. Uh, photographs earlier today, tra- like trading cards. Right. Friend of the podcast, Grant's loss. Friend of the podcast, Grant's loss. Um, the most notable of the shots is Jenna Ellis, obviously. I am obsessed with the Jenna Ellis one. Just because a wide you really, smile. You really do have to go in there with a... Some of these guys didn't go in there with a plan, no. right? And I get it. It's like, maybe it's weird if you're smiling. Like, maybe you don't want to look too depressed. But, like, you have to commit to something, right? Yes. I mean, it's like, you know your picture's being taken. Like, obviously, you have to plan what you're going to wear. Rudy Giuliani wore a no-fitting suit like he always does everywhere. Right. You know, but Jenna Ellis was just happy to be there. Yes. <laughs> She came in, her hair was done, her makeup's done, and Makeup she has done. a wide smile on wide her face. Wide smile. She is, I just loved it. I looked at it all afternoon. <laughs> Anytime I wasn't looking at it, I was wishing that I was looking at yeah. it. And so then I just looked at it again, and it always made me happy. <laughs> because it's too ridiculous. And I feel like the thing that I liked about some of these photographs is that you really can, you can tell who some of these people are. Like, yes. if, if they do it right, anyway. And look, maybe some people weren't trying to do that, and that's, that's on them. That's their fault, right? But, like, I want to know, like... I know who that girl is, Jenna yes. Ellis, right? Like I you said, sure I, I said I was like, she's here for a good time, not a long time. She's down, <laughs> she's down to clown. That's right. She, like you, you get it. You see that, and you're like, I know who that girl is. That's the right. same with Kathy Latham, completely on the other end of the spectrum, a 180 from yes. uh, from Jenna Ellis. And 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 as expo- <clears throat> overexposed as any photo has ever been in history. Right, but I also know who she is too. That's right. Yeah, more terrifying. Specific, not Why not that, not that Jenna Ellis is like some like great American hero no. or anything, because these people are being indicted for trying to overturn the federal government. Right. Uh, but like that's a that's a scary one, and I just like that she was like, "This is not great." This is my and, face, like, though. You're gonna see it on like you're that's gonna right. know from my face. The one the, that I was most disappointed in was Sydney Powell's. Yes, because yeah, Sydney Powell. I didn't as I notice said it earlier. Said it. Yeah, like 
you know, Sidney Powell is like known for being a crazy looking person. Mm -hmm. She comes from the Michelle Bachman School of Crazy Eyes. She has resting crazy eye face. Yes. And it doesn't come through as much as you would want in this photograph. It doesn't capture her essence. It doesn't capture her essence like I wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah. And I would think (laughs) that a Logitech camera from 2005 would be the perfect vehicle with which to capture her essence. Yeah. Like all the tools were there. So I don't know if she... I don't. I don't know. I don't have an explanation yeah. for it, but it was upsetting. Let me tell you who has a, an alarming essence: John Eastman. His photo yeah. looks like he's a, like he's not even trying to hide that he's a serial killer. For sure, it's one of the more alarming photos. Like Kenneth Cheeseborough, the only comment I have about his is that his hair doesn't look like it's his real hair. Yeah, he has the same problem, which. If we're being honest with ourselves, I do sometimes. <laughs> In that, at the top of his oh, hair yeah, he's gray, is, is a color. And, yeah. and then, but he has such long, dark hair on the top. He looks and like he's wearing a toupee. Very gray on the tip. He's like got, def, definitely has two different hair colors. Yes. And when the lighting isn't great, that can go, that, it just went south yeah. fast, right? Because you thought he was wearing a toupee, I, which he's definitely not. Well, no, maybe he's not. not definitely. No, but I don't think he is. I don't think he is. No. But yeah, so you've got to. You've got to be thinking when you're, you getting, have to be when, thinking. When you're getting your mugshots. And I feel <laughs> that, I mean, on some level, like Giuliani's really captures his essence to perfection. It does. You can see into his soul in this photo. It's yeah, the well, soul was, of a drunk man who is confused. Yeah, and has committed crimes. And has committed crimes. Right? For I mean, sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's a criminal, a drunk he's criminal. Criminal looking. Yeah, he's great. In this photo. And to be fair, he's been rocking that look for a while now. <laughs> he was rocking it on his way to the Second Chance Bail Bonds place that he was photographed going into. Oh, man. That's a friend sent me that photo with a text that was in a tweet that just said, I wonder what it would be like to be an ex New Yorker right now. Uh, and yeah. I was like, it's really one of the crowning moments of my if life. If ever a picture a has really summed up why you don't throw your lot in with Donald Trump. It's, it's Rudy Giuliani yes. being at the bail bonds place yes. himself, yes. having to bail himself out of jail. Well, one of the things that is so great about this Georgia indictment, because again, this is Trump's fourth. And in yeah. four indictments, this is going to be the first time we get a mugshot for him. Yeah. We're also going to get the opportunity to find out what his weight is. Which People are taking bets. There's a whole betting market on that. There's a huge betting market on it. <laughs> It's, it's also the first time he's going to have to go through the normal booking process. Yeah. Because everyone else has given him like a special presidential booking process where he just goes, gets lectured by a judge who's like, stop being an idiot, and yeah. then leaves and doesn't talk to, you know, reporters and gets into a car and gets, takes a very slow drive to LaGuardia Airport or whatever he's up to. Yeah. But like, Georgia is making him show up at the jail yeah. to get booked in the line with everyone else. Yeah. All of these people had to wait in line with everyone who was getting booked that day. Yep. Yeah. It was probably loud. It was probably uncomfortable. Yep. I bet the lighting was unflattering. Um, and then they all had to come in to take a photograph that makes them look like someone is stealing their soul, <laughs> like through their eyes. Right. Like that. I mean, or this, that they're ready to party. Or that they're ready to party. <laughs> in the case of one particular person. <laughs> but I mean, this is the first time that we're going to get any of the visual evidence that these people. And by number four, we deserve a fucking mugshot. Thank you. The man has committed enough crimes that he's been now charged four times in one year. Like, we deserve a mugshot That's as right. a people. And get, we're going to see that what? mugshot everywhere. That's law and order, friends. That's law and order. <laughs> <laughs> to all these Republicans at the debate who are obsessed with law and order, we'll get That's to right. in a second. This, yeah. That's how it is. The justice system. That's how the system, judicial system works. They said it should apply to everyone. And <laughs> here, we, here are. we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this Georgia indictment was uh, really, I would say, one of the better ones. Oh, 
41 charges. Not fucking around in any conceivable way. Yes. 19 people charged. We still have exciting mugshots to await, like Mark Meadows, too, in addition to Donald Trump. Who did you see today, by the way? There was that, it had, there was a lot of news stories today and a lot of mugshots to look at and a debate going tonight. But for a brief moment, the head, the lead story that everybody was talking about was how a former Pence aide said that it was Mark Meadows that was the whole mastermind behind the January 6th thing. And I was like, oh boy. Well, one thing that we know for sure. Because I was looking at the 19 people that have been charged in Georgia. It's yeah. way more people than have been and charged in any of these cases. he's one of them because he had avoided the he had he avoided the previous So we know right. one thing about Mark Meadows, and it's that he will turn. Oh, yeah. There is no, because he's already turned once, there's no benefit yeah. in him staying loyal to Trump in Georgia. So if he can get him, if, and it looks like he might be the kind of person who needs to curry some favor with the judicial system. Because yeah, it sounds like maybe his involvement was His involvement might have been pretty involved. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's for sure somebody that will turn. So we know that whatever Mark Meadows knows, and listen, maybe it's nothing, but we know that whatever it is he knows, we will one day know. So we get that joy yeah. in our lives. Yeah. We get the joy of looking at 19 mugshots of people that we've been awaiting the arrests of for like a, you know, a full three years. Um, yeah. we, Donald Trump and Giuliani both had 13 charges, so they were the top charged people. But this is also the first time that like, we're getting the satisfaction of watching Giuliani also go through this process. Yeah. And that has really been satisfying to me. <laughs> it has. I have yeah, because he was only a co-conspirator source. in the last one, right? Yes. Yeah. I have felt a personal source of joy in just knowing that among the many beautiful mugshots I would yeah. get to look at, that Rudy Giuliani, whose entire fortune, legal fortune, has now been paid toward back to lawyers. Oh, yeah. Which means he's For broke. Sure. The world has come full circle. The man made and millions be- in speaking fees after 9-11, right. and all that money's gone to lawyers. And being charged with the RICO and laws alcohol. that he, like, you know, used to charge so yes, many people in New that York. that he pioneered, basically. That, uh-huh. He basically yeah. created the, the class of laws that he is now going to be charged yeah. under. And also, I love that it is because of a crime he committed that Americans are, getting, are, are becoming fully... Uh, full-fledged experts in the class of law that he specialized in. Like, he, in many ways, has taught all of us about RICO laws. <laughs> right, in so, so many ways. <laughs> he's really, he's laid his life on the line for RICO laws. And now, through his actions, yeah. Americans at large will be experts. Well, and a lot the of these, of a lot of these people are going to talk. And I think that he will probably end up being one. Of Certainly course. Mark Meadows was, because we know that he already has. But, I mean, they've. I saw some statistic. Yeah. I can't remember how many, they, how many times that they have used these RICO laws to charge to to try cases in this um specific court there and you know you you never end up as with as many people at trial as you do charged yeah. because you know like you charge charged, people so they'll talk you, right you charge people as a collective criminal enterprise so everybody turns on everyone right yes. so like that's why mm-hmm. when she was asked whether she was going to try them all at the same time she said yes yeah. because like the idea is that like maybe you she's probably not going to end up trying all 19 of them because like 10 of them are going to turn and then you try nine and of them, it's right? trump and, world so probably like 75 percent right. of them will turn <laughs> was, fanny willis yeah. is really playing this to perfection oh yeah for sure she's been out on tv making a fool of everyone yeah like it, this really, and, and is like a kind of no-nonsense where like she has really, I think, inspired confidence in ways that Jack Smith and, you know, Alvin Bragg and like all, all oh, yeah. the other chargers yeah. have not quite inspired the level of confidence yeah. that we feel. Like, right. Fanny Willis, right. I feel like I trust her to get something done. Same. Jack Smith does not like to go in front of the cameras and it doesn't seem to bother Fanny Willis. Exactly. Fanny Willis. No, yeah. she's... Like when she Funny got, is like happy to be when she right when she got asked specifically about whether she was going to charge all of them, they were like the the questioner was like, are you going to charge or are you going to try all nineteen of them at the same time? And she was like, 
am I going to try all 19 at the same time? And the way she said it made it sound like it was a crazy thing to do. And then she was like, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? She, like, loves a dr- she loves a dramatic Right. There was like a dramatic uh, pause yeah. and like a, a sense of, you know, I mean, like she, she knew what she was doing when she answered the question. Yeah. Like, I think she's built for this, which is good because it's also going to be Somebody, on TV. Well, oh, yeah. Because that's the one other thing. The one thing that we forgot to mention that is the most important thing about all of this that really create our theory of creating a dramatic arc through these cases it's really going to plan comes to fruition in georgia because georgia televises their court cases yeah. so this is going to be the one that's on tv so we're going to have listened to months and months assuming that these cases are tried in roughly the order that they've the indictments have come out and we don't know if that's the case yeah, but we, yeah. we do know that there will probably be cases that are tried before georgia which means we'll have a trickle of information and there'll be news reporting and everyone will be hearing about all these crimes yeah. donald trump committed and they'll all be like oh okay but donald trump's a criminal whatever and then Right when everyone starts to think to themselves, am I uncomfortable with this? Yeah. Donald Trump, the criminal, is going to be on their TV screen. Yeah. And he's going to be happy because he's going to, get, going to be getting the best ratings of his life yep. uh, by totally. leaps and bounds. Yep. This is going to be the best television event of our lifetimes. Yep. So I hope everyone's I ready. The other, the last thing that I'll say about this, and I mean, we can continue to talk about it. I don't care. But I loved that one of the other things that she did in this indictment was talk about all of the crimes that he did in the other states that were similar to what he yes. did in Georgia. She is just daring these states right, she used to come it as evidence sort of like to prove that it was a criminal operation, right? Because he's yeah. criming all over the place. So yeah. like that sort of like proves her point. But what it also does is says to Arizona and to Pennsylvania and Michigan. to whoever else, Michigan, who's already, I think, already are, are on top it, yeah. of this, right? And Arizona is, I think, also yeah. as well. Like that's kind of like a, hey, you guys. <laughs> Well, like, and it's the perfect... I did the work for you. It's right here in this exactly. indictment. It's the perfect next step because it's like how we talked about with the first indictment in New York. That was what opened the you doors. You needed the floodgates. The, you needed someone to open the floodgates. Right. And this is like, she has basically come to like a lock in like a dam yeah. and has opened that so that the next wave of these cases can go forward because right. now we can get the state's cases because right. before it was like, you know, will someone have the guts to do the federal charges? Will someone have the guts, the guts to do the documents charges? Like these were yeah. these little islands of charges that we were trying to open yeah. the floodgates for. And will someone, will a state try to stop him from overturning the fucking election? Yeah. And then all you need is one state to do it in a way that opens the door to other states. Now Others. there are a million states that he could be tried in now because he, they were trying to overturn the election everywhere. Everywhere, right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is just... Yeah. It's going exactly according to yeah. our plans, as if Brent and I wrote this plan ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And what's been great about it is that we haven't actually had to do any work. It's all just happening without <laughs> us. Right. Yeah. In any case, let's talk about this debate. Let's get Because this might be the it. last you hear of it, because tomorrow Donald Trump's getting booked, and that he's doing that specifically to make sure that no one hears about this debate. How genius was that? I mean... By the way. Well, he understands media. Yeah, but that's the only thing he, he could have gone today with the rest of these losers, but he was like, "No, I'm going to kill any right. buzz about the Republican debate." Yeah, first, I'm not going to go. Obviously, why would I? Um, and why would he? Like, right, that's yeah. why would he? Oh yeah. Um, so now it's just an undercard debate that no one even cares about in the first place. And just as maybe people will like get a half day headline for saying one thing on the debate stage that wasn't even that interesting, he's like going to swoop in. Get a mugshot that's going to be on plastered on every newspaper and every website you've ever seen in your life. We're going to be looking at that photo for the rest of our lives. So I hope yeah. everyone's ready. It's going to be in history books. <laughs> uh-huh. We're going to be hearing about his. Not weight. in Ron DeSantis' history Not, books, though. <laughs> those aren't necessarily history books <laughs> no, in the traditional true. sense. Though. Um, and we are going to be the only news source that talks about that, that has an existing <laughs> story about this debate. Probably. I was going to say right. Yeah. Because this podcast will go on, but 
after tomorrow, you won't hear any major media source talking about this debate anymore. So, <laughs> so listen carefully, because this yeah. is the only place you're going to hear about it. Uh, so some major takeaways. Yes. Vivek Ramaswamy is one of the most annoying people that I've I, ever... And I, I'm, I'm not surprised that that's what I learned tonight, but like... He was just Him rapping Eminem so didn't... annoying, so annoying. And so even annoying. if I would have thought that I agreed with him a lot of times, it was just so punchable. Yeah. Always. He has the, the Pete Buttigieg trouble. He really does. Well, and I even took the note before somebody said it to him on here. And you don't come for me because I'm not comparing the two in any way other than just sort of like I think that he's trying to make an attempt to do this. But he seems to be doing sort of like a Barack Obama thing. Yeah. In terms of, and, and not necessarily in style, but just in terms of Certainly like, not in skill. he said a lot of things that like meant nothing. And again, yeah. don't come for me. But that's a Pete Buttigieg thing too. You know, that's a Pete Buttigieg thing too, but right? Like in his opening, well, they didn't have opening statements, but like in whatever his opening question was, he says something like, as Republicans, we have to stop running from something and running to something. And everybody in the crowd went crazy. And it was like, what are you talking about? That's not anything. No, that doesn't mean anything. What are we running to? What are we running away from? What What is anybody? What does that have to do? Thing about like, him, that's nothing. He had like deep, like coked up little brother energy, where you just <laughs> wanted him to leave the room. Like you know how when someone has an annoying little brother that won't fucking yes. shut up, and you're just like, get out totally. of this basement room that we're watching TV in, and go yeah. bother literally anybody else. Yeah, that's like who he is. Yeah. Um, but uh, see, he he had like the um, he had the the presence of like a an anno- like what we used to say about Pete Buttigieg that like annoying guy yeah. that like used to like kind of harass you oh, yeah, in totally. the cafeteria by mansplaining oh, your definitely. own area of expertise I mean you? he spent two hours mansplaining yeah. to mostly men but, on the stage but, but yeah uh, he, he would get into these wars of aphorisms with people where like they would shout meaningless things to each other as if they were in an argument but you'd be uh, like no one has said anything oh, you're yeah. not arguing about anything yeah. it's like arguing about you know whether you know like it, it would be the kind of thing where he would someone would say something like we need to run towards something not away from something and someone yeah. would be like well we need to no. run sideways right, not towards right, the wall exactly. and then it would be like were well, you saying that we shouldn't run forward and we should run sideways instead like they would get right. into long arguments right. that were why just aren't we metaphors. going up why aren't we inclining right, exactly <laughs> everybody was very intent on talking about the american decline so i have pitched that oh, yes. ron DeSantis should um have his campaign slogan be uh the american incline yeah i I'm here for it. He needs a new slogan. He needs, a, he needs It's one something. thing we can all agree on. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, I did love that, like, you could tell, like, notably, many of them do not like Vivek Ramaswamy. And that he, was enjoyable to me because he had, Nikki Haley yeah. got her best applause of the night when she went for, and he they was, all he, went was for him. he was getting his own applause. So, yeah. I mean, like, there are people who are responding well, to that. Well, he's a 9-11 truther. Like, who wouldn't respond to right. that on I mean, people responded stage. to Pete Buttigieg, too, mysteriously. Yeah. Um, who also so, got into these weird scrapes with he people did. on well, the debate it was, stage. It was giving uh, Pete Buttigieg, Amy Klobuchar yes. energy. All all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And so that was enjoyable to me. Because, like, if there is, like, some sort of, like, new burgeoning hatred between Mike Pence, of all people, and yes. Vivek Ramaswamy, that is something that I'm looking for. The idea of Mike <laughs> Pence even having to talk to Vivek Ramaswamy is... Well, so he, hilarious to me. He seemed to be upset that he was having to. I know. That's, <laughs> Mike Pence is a man who gives off the impression and does have the impression that yeah. he is too important to he talk had, to. He had his most forceful uh, responses of the night when it was going after or responding in some way to Ramaswamy. Yeah. Well, they had to, they were having wars of metaphors. 
They were. Not good metaphors. I, like, no. I, that's why I said aphorisms, not metaphors. They were just wars of like vague <laughs> aphorisms. Yeah. They, no, one, they, no one was even using a good metaphor. <laughs> right. There was not one good metaphor found. One thing I like about democratic debates is they are just like chock full of ridiculous metaphors that are not, they're not clever, but they're funny a lot of sure. the time. Like, I feel like a democratic debate offers you a lot of ridiculous symbolism about America that sure. um, are like rehearsed lines that they have thought of. That, yeah. the, the, the Amy Klobuchar's of the world are, you know, oh, go yeah. through the world repeating over and over. Yeah. This was as if they were like parodying that, but with just like words. <laughs> like so many things were said that I think were supposed to be like metaphorical comments oh, conjuring sure. the spirit of America, but instead were like nonsensical, yeah. like not even Palin style, like, you know, slam poetry, just like weird no. nonsense words thrown together. No, I wouldn't say that anybody had sort of like a really killer line that we're going to be no. remembering. I mean, I think some of them had moments, I suppose. Well, there's one line that we're going to remember, and it's cold cultural civil war. Oh, yes. Vivek Ramaswamy's line. Said, yeah. that, said that we were in one of those. We were in a cold yeah. cultural civil war. Yeesh. And I think that's only because of the alliteration that we're going to remember yeah, that. So Not too. because it was a smart idea. Yeah. Um, there was also, this was for a bunch of people obsessed with law and order. Oh, my God. There was, this was a lawless society <laughs> up there because nobody had control over anything uh, at all. The moderators were lost. They were completely lost. And they had this insane thing where it was clearly annoying to people where, like, you know, if somebody said somebody's name, then they had 30 seconds to respond, right? right. And so some two people would just get in an argument about each other and say each other's names, and then they would get to talk for 10 minutes yeah. straight. And then everybody else would start yelling to, like, try and get in. And then the bells would be going off, and then people would be booing. Right. And, and the Brett, bells sounded like doorbells, Brett, Brett by the way. Brett Bear had to turn around and tell people to stop booing, like, multiple times in the night. Like, it was madness. It was madness. It was madness. And I think this brings us to our next point, which is that Brent and I disagree about how Ron DeSantis did. And one of the reasons I think Ron DeSantis did terribly, because I kept forgetting he was there. And then every time he was on screen, I was like, oh, my God, Ron DeSantis is here. <laughs> and I feel like it's because people kept Vivek Ramaswamy and Mike Pence were on either side of him. Yes. And they kept getting into arguments where they would name each other that would go on for like three right. hours. He was and being he... shouted over quite yes. a bit of the evening. Like the whole evening was the camera panning around him to go to the people on either side of him to yeah. the extent that every time they came to him, even though he was in the dead center of the stage, I would be like, oh my God, Ron DeSantis. It was like, like I expected to feel that way about Doug Burgum. Turned out I didn't need to worry because he had very memorable eyebrows and there was no way I was going to forget he was True. there. I forgot Asa Hutchinson was there routinely except for when he started, his nose started Sw turning gray. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I couldn't take my eyes he off He rubbed him. his stage makeup off and somehow... He's like the undead under there. Yeah. I guess. His skin is actually gray. Yeah. And so what he started to look like was like a Dr. Seuss character with like a giant black nose kind of like yeah. because it was both his nose and like his like upper, upper lip. lip. Yeah. So it looked like a big triangle uh -huh. and it was very distracting. Yeah, was... I don't know what he said at any point in the day in the debate <laughs> no. because before that I discovered that he talks at a speed that's too slow for the well, human Well, he definitely had the worst words spoken in the debate yeah. and it was in part because he was on the end and didn't get in very often right. but it was also because of Talks the, too the slow. talking speed yeah, he was talking exactly. way too slow um yeah. but then once the no i mean once the nose thing kicked in it was like all i could look at <laughs> I so i remembered him yeah. up a storm yeah but ron DeSantis to me faded right into the background to the extent that i kept forgetting that ron DeSantis was going to be there yeah i don't disagree i think initially uh, there's two reasons why i think he yeah. did okay one was because he is not afraid to go for it anytime an insane question is asked, right? And so, like, he had a lot of, like, while he may not have been an 
the most active participant. He was active when the question was, would you send troops into Mexico and okay. start killing people before they come across the border? And he was like, I'll do that. Everyone and then was there was huge applause. Indiscriminately right? and like, into going to war with Mexico. Right. And so like anytime there was just sort of like uh, the most bonkers question asked, like, you know, uh, like, do you want to nuke China? I mean, they didn't actually ask that, but like he would have been like, yep, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think that there were enough of those where I feel like he probably, he had enough applause lines. And then the other thing that I think is interesting for him, because, you know, we were sort of joking about, like, whether he would, like, actually, like, look like a normal human being and act like a normal human being. On a debate stage, you don't have to. That's so, true. like, in that all of... was not. No. And, and in all of those moments where he has, like, trouble, like, having, like, personal interactions in that way, they don't come across as awkward or as awkward. He certainly still comes across awkward. They all do, to a degree. Every time I mean, he opened like, his mouth, we all burst into laughter. <laughs> we his, did, right? W- something about the way he speaks is the, too funny. I agree. But there was never any moment where it was just sort of like, ooh, that, you know, like, I don't think there's going to be, and maybe I'm wrong, but like anything from that debate where it's sort of like, that becomes a meme of like that awkward laughter or the meme of him like asking a little girl what a slushie is and telling her that it has too much sugar in it or whatever weird interactions he's had with humans. You don't have those on the debate He didn't embarrass himself. I don't think he embarrassed himself. I think he didn't embarrass himself to the extent that we may forget that he was present at all. Yeah, I think for the next one, I think he probably just wants to get a little bit more actively involved. Yeah. If I had a note for him. Well, and also to come out, I think... Less than being actively involved, like, he needs some sort of, like, identity in the debate. So Because, yeah. like, I think a lot of, like, that's where, even Mike Pence had an identity in that debate. It was a Mike Pence identity. It wasn't yeah. a super exciting identity. It was, like, identity, elder statesman. But it was elder statesman. Uh, yeah. Right. Totally. A and lot of dramatic pauses from him, too. Oh, and my upholding, God. upholding the Constitution. He and, kept doing you know. this thing where he would, like, look down and look up in this really yeah. rehearsed way where yeah. you would be like, stop trying to look like you're saying something meaningful. You're not. Yeah. Um, so I think he, you know, like Nikki Haley kept trying to go on about how she was going to support women by, I don't know, being part of patriarchy or whatever. Like, uh you know, she kept, she kept saying something about supporting women by like making sure trans people can't play sports or whatever thing she was up to. But that was like her lane that she was in. And I remember that, you know, even though she didn't get much in there uh, except for a couple exchanges with Ramaswamy. But like, I remember that she had a lane there. Asa Hutchinson's lane was looking like a Dr. Seuss character with a gray nose on the stage while speaking in a rambling, incoherent, and very slow cadence. Yeah. Um, you know, Doug Burgum had his eyebrows, so he didn't have to say anything. <laughs> I All I remember... And he mostly didn't. And he mostly didn't. Yeah. I remember at, at some point he gave a speech about riding off into the sunset on a horse, and I was oh, like, yeah, please do that. Speech. Yeah, right. uh-huh. And that was about all that I remember from him. But he had a lane, and the lane was eyebrows. <laughs> what I feel like... Ron, the, the area where I feel like Ron DeSantis failed to kind of like make an impression is that I have no like sense of what I, his yeah, identity was I on that. that debate stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see that. But I agree that he didn't embarrass himself, which was, I think, the first and most important goal. Yeah, agreed. Like, if you're Ron DeSantis, before anything, yeah. you just want to make sure that you're not going to fall flat on your face and embarrass it yourself. Yeah. Um, should we get into some of the... The moments. More just the moments, the details, the things. Well, first of all, their version of America sounds terrifying. Well, they're living in a different America. I, it, no wonder the middle of the country is falling apart. They keep going oh on about how the God. coasts are a mess, but we're on the coast. Every, it's not great here, but it sounds better than what's going on in there. It sounds oh, yeah. like unhinged mayhem. It does. It's nothing but fentanyl deaths and yeah. like there, there are cartels everywhere for some reason. And they mm-hmm. kept going on. They were so worried about the cities. I was like, don't worry about ourselves. <laughs> right. Worry about yourself. Like, worry about you guys. Yeah. I, I mean, 
They want. They need more police in the streets for some reason. So many more police. But at the same time, small towns police themselves, but they still need more police in the streets. It was hard to follow where their logic was in terms of policing. It seemed like they wanted more police to police us, but not them. Yes. Um, which I think is what they wanted. And also, in that in that Law and Order section, it was so ridiculous because like that section started off as a how many homeless people there are, and then it was a housing question. It was a housing question. But it was also, like, tied to crime and why cities are failing. And then it became very clear after a few answers were given that people thought criminals and homeless people were the same people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> right? And that is not surprising, I guess, coming from this lot. But it, but it's was, concerning. It was concerning. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a little bit concerning. It The night began on a weird note because instead of giving them opening statements, they just dove right into the questions. So everyone just gave their opening statement in answer of the first question. So the yeah. first question was a wash. Well, the first question was ridiculous. They played that stupid Richmond, North of Virginia song. Right. Which is I think I hadn't heard like of. number one on the billboards or something like that because everybody's spiraling out about it. It's like about how there's too many like rich people but then also punches down at poor people for like living off the government or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's just classic. sort of like some idiot who can't understand that like you know, he's doing literally everything right. wrong. Yeah. But Republicans are like, yeah, poor people are the w- fucking worst. Right. Uh, and so they played that mysteriously. And then they went right to uh, DeSantis. And they were like, why do you think the song is so popular? And he was like, I'm Ron DeSantis. And right. I'm from Florida and was in the military and have a wife and three kids. <laughs> it was like, what? what? Why? Right. And then whatever question they asked the first person, they just gave whatever like, would have been their opening it was response. Like pre-programmed yeah. to give that answer, so he just couldn't. He couldn't go off script. Right. And they all did it. They all did it. Yeah. And, and truth be told, that's what I would have done if I were I, any of them. Yeah. Also, like let them have an opening statement. It was a stupid way to start the debate. Couldn't be dumber. <laughs> um, Chris Christie, uh, in his opening statement, um, announced basically that he was running on being the only governor who had had the guts to cut pension payments. Cut public pensions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. I mean, it wasn't also necessarily a great, a, a, a great array of opening statement. No. Well, I uh, loved that they started with that because I am very much here for them spending a lot of time focused on the national debt. Because I'll tell you yes. what one thing that no current living voter in the United States cares enough to at least drive them specifically to the polls about, yeah. and it's the national debt. I mean, there are Republicans certainly who will feign, you know concern about right. it even though they have added to it which interestingly Nikki Haley brought that up, which was, was a wild moment that she Nikki did, Haley actually. not only did that but discussed how Republicans had added more to it than Democrats yeah. went after the Bush I mean the Trump tax Trump, cuts yeah. and used figures to talk about how the Republicans had added like four times as much to the national debt as Democrats yeah. so that was wild that was her opening statement but like keep running on the national debt I mean if you want to lose this election I mean God, sure. God Do speed you. right <laughs> <laughs> go ahead yeah um yeah that was a wild Nikki Haley was, moment a while, and it was the first Nikki Haley. She moment. told no lies. She she told no lies <laughs> in like, that section. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have agreed with her more about it. It was, it's I I worry for candidates who give an opening statement where I couldn't have agreed with them more. <laughs> right. I don't That's think that was the right surefire way to lose the Republican audience, primary. But, I think probably. Um, but. Uh, except Ron DeSantis, not as concerned about the debt because he's busy worrying about the deep state. Oh my god. Oh yeah, he did go like on a whole rant about the deep state. Yeah. And, and then, what was that I even in regard to? I don't even oblique don't... references to it throughout, but we just didn't get them cuz we don't watch Fox News. Oh, oh yeah. Cuz he's the one who went on about there's only three branches of government, not four. Not, and we were oh, like Oh yeah, was that yeah, him or was that Ramaswamy? I was that Ramaswamy? I can't somebody said that and we were like, yeah, there are only three. Right. I think oh yeah, were, it was Ramaswamy, you're right. I think there were a few things where they were like speaking in code. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, and code code that was about issues that aren't real, so we wouldn't have even had the clues to put together. What it's like, it's like as if no. 
if you were talking in code about Pizzagate, it would be impossible to put it together because you wouldn't ever imagine Pizzagate was a real thing. So you would have to like reach into the far recesses of your most excite, you know, chaotic imagination in order to even get to a point where you could think of something like that to understand the code. And that's yeah. what I felt like they were doing with all of their deep state references. I agree. They were littered throughout, but I didn't get a single one of them. I just, every time they would say something weird, I would be like, am I, do I not understand words? Like what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I would say is that I feel like they talked a lot about like Biden, you know, being responsible for inflation and this and that and how the economy is going to shit. And Doug Burgum called it the Inflation Creation Act, which was, you know, I mean, it's the most clever line of the whole night. Yeah, I'm going to give him that one. Uh, And I, I don't think that any of them. And I mean, surprise, surprise, offered any sort of like when they when they went around and like gave everybody a chance to like talk about the economy literally they were like the economy go right right there was that one moment where it was like not even like, a real Bidenomics. question they were just sort of like t- tell us That's about the word. economy tell us what right. you think and people had all kind of crackpot answers right oh. i mean there was china being responsible for st- i don't Isa oh, hutchinson that, managed to tie literally every question to china every question Everyone. and so did doug burton Education, too i mean he didn't get it didn't matter what it was right, exactly but they were taught yeah i mean we heard about china and we heard about them using coal to make our batteries for electric cars oh, and like, yeah. even if that's real and i'm wasn't fact checking right. them in real time like there were a lot of like insane answers to like how do we get the price of milk down yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean it was, it was like just we gotta stop like... making you know <coughs> radio like batteries using coal plants in china because they're getting 20 percent discounts right. on and that's the coal why your groceries are so expensive that's why i was like i don't understand how we got here <laughs> that's yeah um i there were a few the other good lines I forgot about, or one other good line that I forgot about, which is uh, Chris Christie saying that Ramaswamy sounded like ChatGPT. Yeah, that was good. That was his best line of the yeah, night, that was by good far. And, yeah. and he was right. Yeah. That was the perfect... Vivek Ramaswamy is running on, like, a shock campaign. He's there to oh, tell yeah. you that climate change is a hoax. You oh, know, yeah. as I said, he's a 9-11 truther. He didn't talk about that in this, but he's been talking yeah. about that a lot recently in media. He wanted you to know that reverse racism is real racism. Like everything he said was just like meant to be like a yeah. like like a um oh yeah fatherlessness like a dog is, whistle for you know what do you say like fatherlessness is uh, oh my god the, he yeah he said at one point something about how um the government was paying women to get rid of men and so now we have a fatherlessness crisis yeah. like where is that money I would happily take some of it <laughs> I have yeah. done it yeah. There are no men in my household. I know. So great. That was so wild. I'm I'm looking for that store of cash. And if it's real, someone contact me. <laughs> I haven't gotten a dime for it. No, I know. Um, but yeah, I like he kept saying stuff that was like just the opposite of what Democrats say, but like in a way that was like a little comical. Yeah. Where I was just like, this is not I don't think that just declaring climate change is a hoax is actually the answer here. Cause what then what? Yeah. We're, like that, I, one of the things that I specifically with climate change that annoys me, because like they asked at one point for people to raise their hand if they thought that climate change was real or a hoax or whatever. And um, nobody wanted to. So Rhonda Santis, Rhonda Santis interrupted and said, we can debate the facts if we want to. Let's not raise our hands like children. Like, oh, yeah. He interrupted because no one wanted to go on the record either way. Because oh, yeah. climate change is obviously real. There were a few times where they were like asked a question about raising your hand. Ramaswamy's and, and, hand shot up. Shot like, up. 
Like but, a toddler in... <laughs> totally. But there were a few times also where somebody just like started talking. They took that as an opportunity. Like, oh, these other people are busy raising their hands. I'm that's just going right. to start saying things. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's specifically with the climate change one. I was like this... I was shocked that they had the guts to ask that question. Honestly, they had a kid ask it. Basically, like that was the, one of the early questions oh, yeah. and they threw to a kid. But that was the only time they had anybody I, ask. That was it. so that was weird, weird, right? Yeah, they yeah. had like a young person ask it. Yeah. Um, and immediately they like punted. Obviously. Oh yeah, for sure. But the reason is because what is the point of telling us climate change is not real? Then how do <laughs> we solve all this? I know we're even, all living in a smoke-filled hurricane. And even even the Fox News, even the even the moderators asked it in that way, yeah. right? And they were like. We're having a heat wave. We're, right. It was they 100 degrees. They mentioned all of the things. They mentioned all the, the things. The ocean was, is boiling. It was 100 degrees in Milwaukee today. Yeah, exactly. Which is unnatural. That's not normal. No. <laughs> no. Exactly. Like, they <clears throat> they named all of the big climate events that have right. happened in the last few months. And then all months. of them were like, we're cool. <laughs> yeah. They just, like, didn't answer it at yeah. all. That was wild. Um, But I think that's such a dumb... I think they need to figure out a better way to parse that question. And I think that Ramaswamy just claiming that it's a hoax that's not gonna is not fly. actually gonna fly and no. I, i'm surprised because he is supposed to be the one with his finger on the pulse of all these I know. people yeah but like that to me is such a dumb answer because it's like then what because i feel like we're kind of at the point where like listen i don't want to give republicans too much credit because i think most of them are sort of in the climate change is a hoax yeah. situation but i think we're getting to the point where like whether you think that humans are causing it or not there are people all across the country who in some way shape or form are suffering because yeah, we need to of do the something. It doesn't matter if it's and, climate change but, is being caused by right, people. Right, exactly. So I think s- telling people that they're not living the life that they are actively living yeah. is not is not especially it. So it's when like I, those impacts have been felt. It's like fine. You have to you at want... least acknowledge like something is happening. Right. These things aren't natural. We should look at what we can do. Like you don't have to say that it's because we've been burning too much gas or whatever. You know, I mean, yeah. like you can. There's a way I think for them to thread the needle. I'm not saying that I would agree with any of it because right. obviously climate no, change is no, very no. real. But like, I'm just saying that you're absolutely right. Like being like, none of these things that you're seeing on the news are actually happening. Right. That's not the that's not well, the especially right when answer. They're happening at your home because we're used to having to live in pl- with some plausible deniability around hurricanes because sure. a lot of conservative states get hurricanes yeah. and they seem to just sort of like forget about all the federal aid that they got and they don't notice the hurricanes are getting worse even though they very obviously are and like whatever. Yeah. But the upper Midwest where they, you know, this debate was being held in Wisconsin, where a lot of swing states are located, yeah. was blanketed in fucking smoke, smoke. for like months yeah, for due sure. to wildfires that are in Canada that we can't even do anything about. Right. Like, it's not just New York City and California that are suffering. Yeah. You know, it's not just Chicago no. that's suffering. You know what's outside Chicago? The Midwest. <laughs> Filled with regular, with the, you know, salt of the earth types that they're trying yeah. to go after for votes. Like, yeah. Those people also were breathing in smoke. What are you going to tell them? Yeah. That it's not being caused by us, so we can't do anything? Like, that's your answer? Yeah. Like, fuck off, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. Um, anyway, I can't believe he was so annoying. So annoying. I, like, I should have guessed because he was rapping Eminem at the Iowa State Fair. Yeah. I mean, like, that was an annoying video, and I could have, yeah. at that time, I could have known to myself. Well, his, didn't he have a rap name in college? Yeah. Didn't he go by, um, Davek? I think so. I think he did. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's who this guy is. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know this guy. Um... They did have a whole sort of like Trump section right. of the debate. It was awkward. It was awkward. Yeah. No one's really sure where they're landing on this whole Trump thing because there were a lot of people who seemed to stake out their position as defending Trump, even the, but, but it did not deal with the fact that they were now running against him in the primary. That's everybody's problem. Like, like why? Yeah. Why, DeSantis, are you here if not to uh, defeat Donald Trump? What are you I doing? Know. 
I know. Like, I do think that he's... I think it still probably needs to be workshopped. I yes. think he's getting there on a good answer about moving on and not talking about it. Right. Because I, I think it's coming off as disingenuous now and as trying to just sort of like get out of the answer. But I think he had some line at the beginning of his response like, uh, you know, we have to stop talking about January 6th, 2021 and start talking about January 20th, 2025. I think that was yeah, him, yeah, I'm that, pretty yeah. sure. And like that was a good... That like make sense. Was it Pence? I don't know. And this is the problem with Ron DeSantis' well, Ron DeSantis performance yeah. in the debate. <laughs> but he did definitely sort of like talk a lot about like not wanting to talk about that. And look, yeah. that's just because he personally doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. But I do think that there question. is probably like, I think that will, that type of answer probably A, allows him to not say anything. B, probably plays well enough in a room, even of yeah. Trump supporters. So I feel like there's maybe something there for I just, it him. Was it's not a... going to play... It's not going to play nationally and in general, but... It was such an awkward dynamic because nobody could, like... I mean, Mike Pence ended up on the defense saying that he had upheld the Constitution instead of upholding Donald Trump. Right. The room didn't like that. Right, no. Even though that didn't, they that's like the that. one good thing he's ever right. done in his life. Ramaswamy asked him if he would commit to pardoning him, which he right. wouldn't, and that was sort of That like was a awkward. Weird and also, Ramaswamy came in really hard on that question for somebody who doesn't talk about Trump at all on the trail. So I was confused as to why he thought he should wade into that. <clears throat> yeah. I think he got hyped up on the other questions and just at a certain point Probably. thought that he needed to wade into everything. Hyped up on something. He's, he was hyped up on something. I there's I've never experienced and I'm a person who has seen Donald Trump on a stage I've never experienced more coked out energy than that yeah, in a Republican sure. event of any sort yeah it, it was wild yeah um so the other thing yeah Chris Christie I think is also giving good answers on that and they're yes. not sticking yet because everybody is still I think I think as time goes on people are going to get a little unstuck from Trump and that yeah. obviously there's still sort of like a very large cult that's there so like that's yeah. going to be hard but to I think unwind Christie's people from. Chris is playing a but, long game here. Right, exactly. And what he is sort of I think continually reminding people is that whether you like him or not, Donald Trump is the most hated person in America and is not someone who can win a general election. And if you would like a Republican to be the next president of the United States, yeah. then you can't have Donald Trump as the nominee. And he just has to keep continually yeah. hammering that home and planting that seed. And he's still getting booed for it. But I think as time goes on, and look, as, maybe... As the indictments... As the, and, as and as the, the indictments trials go on, go on yeah. Right? Like, I think it's going to become... And we've talked about this before. Like, yeah. the, the main thing these people are going to ultimately want to end up doing is winning. Right? right. Um, and I think the more that you can convince them Donald Trump is not the way to do that, I think you're going to be I in also, good shape. I mean, I, I think that, oddly... I don't know that I walk into I, I don't walk into everyday thinking this, but I I feel like Chris Christie is actually one of their better shots at actually winning because he's I agree. much more charismatic than Joe Biden. And I'm sorry <laughs> about that, you guys. I, I I have also seen Chris Christie with my eyes. Like I know. Yeah, we know. We get we, it. We get it. But also, I've also seen Chris Christie work a room. I've also lived in the tri-state area in, under the reign of Chris Christie. And mm -hmm. though I also, because of that, remember Bridgegate, I also remember a time when even Democratic politicians in New Jersey would go on and on about how much they liked him. He's yeah. very charismatic. I know that he's also a buffoon. Like, I get all of this. Yeah. But I, a buffoon could beat Joe Biden, though. But Sorry about it. A buffoon could beat Joe Biden. He definitely he, he is absolutely sharper and more charismatic than Joe right. Biden. Is he eviler? Of course. <laughs> but, like, and listen, I don't want them to nominate a person who can beat Joe Biden. Because I'm right. not a masochist, but I do feel <laughs> like if Republicans who are masochists want to consider how to masochize themselves more effectively, like someone like Chris Christie 
they they should start getting on board with his unpopular opinions. <laughs> I agree. You know? The other thing, and I, I don't think this person is the the best messenger for this message, but Asa Hutchinson, I thought, had a really good response to the whole Trump thing, too, because that ended up coming right on the heels of the whole sort of, like, crime, law, and order yeah. questioning. And he sort of was like, look, if we are all up here saying that we want law and order and we want the justice system yes. to work and we want, you know, criminals to be put away and we want, you know, whatever it is, whatever insane GOP talking points we want about having, you know, one police per every right. other living human, like, then we have to sort of, like, start talking about, like, the rule of law for people. And, 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 right. And so, like, yeah. I thought that... I, that's a, where they should all land. Right? Like, that's a good answer. That's a that's an answer DeSantis could give. Yes. Right? Like, if he's looking for a... They should all be giving a, that answer. Right? Like, so, yeah. I mean, Asa Hutch- Hutchinson is not the guy. No. But, like, that's another for angle. So many There's reasons. a million angles that I think could work for all of them if they Thought put, of them. put their heads together. Yeah. One area in which the Trump conversation got awkward is that in the lightning round, they were asked about whether there should be a mental test, acuity test, to be president. Oh, yeah. And though it was meant as a commentary on Joe Biden's advanced age, it created an awkward situation where they couldn't all say yes because obviously Donald Trump could not pass a mental acuity (laughs) test. And so then they ended up in this awkward situation where they were arguing for no mental acuity tests for aged presidents because their own candidate that they're going to end up with if they're not careful, that is like the ghost in the room with them as they, you know, debate from their 5%, you know, support rates um, from this undercard debate stage. Yeah. Like, also could not pass this mental acuity test. <laughs> like, yeah. that was such an awkward question, slash I loved every moment of it. I know. Because that really, that was a question that had context. <laughs> it was. Unsaid context. It did. And yeah. it was very satisfying. Um, I'm just glancing over our notes, and we skipped over something that I feel oh, like yes. we need to go back to that doesn't have anything to do with anything, but um, I don't want to forget it. No. Mike Pence used Ronald Reagan's Bible when he was sworn in to be the vice president. <laughs> There were, so as usual, we're in a Republican debate, so there's a lot of people trying to reference Ronald Reagan, which is funny because at this point, they're all so far to the right of Ronald Reagan. I don't even know know why they think Ronald Reagan is the forefather of their political movement. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Mike Pence (laughs) using Ronald Reagan's Bible, which Brent was like, did he write it? Like, what what does that mean? Right, I was going to say, I think that there's probably people in the GOP that think that Ronald Reagan is like actual (laughs) God. And then at the end, Chris Christie tried to position himself as the new Ronald Reagan by saying that like, you know, and then did, like did a winky thing, like 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 an unnamed other blah blah blah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm you know part of his pitch was I can win. I won in a Democratic state oh, against yeah, a Democratic in a incumbent state. in a yeah. blue state against a Democratic incumbent. We like and Ronald Reagan did the same thing. Right. He was like, the last, the only the, other person, the only or the other, last person to do right, it. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's um, again. That's a good selling point. That's a good selling. Yeah. I mean, electability. Electability. Right. And listen, we're in a wild world where I'm arguing that Chris Christie is electable <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Because <laughs> I also understand how he won in New Jersey and did not appeal to anyone else anywhere else in the country. <laughs> like, he is a person who is by and of New Jersey. So I get that what I'm suggesting here, him being more electable than Joe Biden, is a wild thing to say. I also think it's true. I'm sorry about it. Um, <clears throat> but I, I understand where we've landed here. I just like... Right. Like, listen, Mike Pence, in his most worked out moments, still looked like he was made of wax. Truly. Like, at, there was not, and his Elder Statement Act was so phony. Put on. And sure. ridiculous. Yeah. And made him somehow look even more like a doll. That, like, <laughs> I couldn't take any of that seriously. Yeah. Like, we have three people on the stage who I was shocked to find that they were there every time they were there. Mm-hmm. We have 
like a man with very bushy eyebrows from a state that no one has been to or remembers is there mm. who is trying to just score a free trip to Mexico and like riding horses into the sunset. Yep. Like there were just not, and then we have like a coked out little brother who you yep. desperately want your mom to come and take him out of the room. Right. Nikki Haley invoking Margaret Thatcher. And then right, Nikki Haley invoking Margaret Thatcher who is like, was on the edge of also being a forgettable presence, but was just memorable enough that she like outmembered Ron DeSantis to me, yeah. but that isn't saying much. Yeah, talk about somebody who I can't understand what they're doing. I, what's her brand right now? I don't Every know. time she opened her mouth, it was like she was running for a different party. <laughs> Every single time. Yeah. It couldn't have it been wild. a more adventurous approach yeah. to this debate. Um, and, oh, and then at the very end, I believe the final question that Chris Christie was handed was whether um, he'd level with the public about UFOs. Yeah, and this is why um, uh, Chris Christie, 2024. That's right. He said he would tell us if there were aliens. <laughs> Endorsed by Brent Thornburg. That's right. You heard it here first. <laughs> Sorry about it. Tell me. Tell me about the fucking UFOs. Yeah. And honestly, of anyone on that stage, he is the one that I would oh, he, trust the most to do 100%. that. 100%. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't trust him the most. Maybe on that stage. I don't know. But, like, I would trust him the most to tell us about aliens. For, for sure. sure. Yeah, 100%. Like, if, if your only agenda item is making sure UFO you find knowledge. out about UFO knowledge, I Christy 2024 all the way. Yeah. He's the one. Yeah. Um, then, in, in the final moments of the debate, the most concerning thing that was said on the stage was uttered by Mike Pence. And the most memorable thing that he said that day um, in his closing statements, he's going on about God because sure. that's what he does. Um, and his Lord his, and Savior Jesus his, Christ. His Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. And ended his comments with, "God is not done with America yet." What? <laughs> what does that mean? What's gonna happen? <laughs> I'm very concerned about what else God has in store for us. <laughs> that sounds like a Ooh. direct threat from God <laughs> through his vessel, Mike Pence, which is already a threatening situation to be in. That was. Not the final sentence I wanted to hear him utter on the stage. No, no, not at all. God is not done with America no. yet. No. Please be yeah. done with us. Because <laughs> they asked a few times what we could do about, um, oh, you know who was at the debate who actually might be the most unmemorable person at the debate? Who? Tim Scott. Oh, yeah, I forgot about We him. haven't mentioned him once. Uh-oh. He got asked a question about what to do about declining rates of, or like uh, increasing godlessness in society. Oh, yeah, that's right. And gave an answer that wasn't super intelligible. Then ask people to donate to his campaign, which is, as we've reported on this podcast, just an oh, elaborate sh- fraud front. Right. It's a bunch of shell companies. It's a bunch of shell companies. Um, and, but he, there's one place and only one place that we know for sure he's running, and it's Iowa. Because we've been getting Iowa. reports that he's just blasting ads yeah. all over Iowa. Haven't heard anything else about his campaign or from him ever since. And um, also didn't hear much from him at this debate. No, not really. Because I... Mm. Cause I the fact that I na- I routinely named three people that I had forgotten and still forgot to put him on the list of people that I had forgotten. Yeah. I mean, that's... This was supposed to be his big breakout moment. That's right. Yeah. And it's supposed sadly, to be everyone's big breakout moment. <laughs> it's supposed to be everyone's. Since they're all polling at 12% or less. <laughs> I would say... I mean, Ramaswamy was the most memorable. It's just that he's only going to be remembered for being the most annoying person on the right. stage. But if you're into... Th- but that's the thing about, but like... But if you're into that. Uh, right? Because, I mean, like, every time I wanted to, like, reach into my television and, like, punch Pete Buttigieg's stupid mouse face... Yeah. ...was the time where his polling numbers started to skyrocket. Right. So, like, there's a... There's a, you know... 
there's people who are into this. Uh, it's so confusing. There's a market. It really makes you wonder, because this is, every single person on earth went to school with this kid and hated him. Of course. Like, we all went to school with our own Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. Who just, like, an annoying know-it-all. Yeah. Who, like, has, Wouldn't let you talk. Won't let you talk. Uh-huh. And thinks, even though he's, like... 10 years younger than you and has absolutely no experience in your area of expertise that he knows better. Yeah. That's what we hated about Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. It's the same energy. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. After the debate, we briefly watched uh, Kellyanne Conway and Rens Priebus give comments that we did not listen to. Although... And Sean Hannity being a very interesting color. Not the color of humans. No. It was very concerning. Yeah. But then they had DeSantis on after who... Literally every time he opened his mouth, I had forgotten how silly he sounds when he opens his mouth, and I giggled yeah. every single time. But at one point, right before we turned it off, said that um, they have the best election integrity in the country in Florida. <laughs> and we both, we just like looked at each other like... Right. It was sort of on in the background at this <laughs> right. point, and we were both like, what? hang on, just one second. <laughs> did we hear that? What a thing we to did. say. What a statement. What a statement. Yeah. Um, we like, obviously were prompted. If there, are, if, there are, if there is a thing that people know about Florida elections, the only it thing. is the opposite of that statement. <laughs> well, and then we had to look up his age to make sure that he was an age where he should know. That would have been the first election he probably voted in. Yeah. I, it would have been. It definitely would, was. It was because he was Because it was mine and he's only two, yeah, he's yeah. only two years older than me, which yeah. is deeply upsetting. But here we it are. It really makes you, it both makes you worry and also makes you understand why he seems like he doesn't know anything is... He's, like, both a dumb person and young. <laughs> right. Like, dumb old people, I think, often have, like, created the affect. Of, like, they'll speak in the tone of an old person, so you won't realize they're not saying anything. Yeah. That's what, like, Mike Pence is doing. Yes. So he's not saying words that you care about. But he is saying them in a tone of an elder statesman. So it doesn't right. matter what he says. You're just like, yeah. oh, oh, look sure. at this comforting Republican hair. like a president. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... Ron DeSantis, every time he opens his mouth, sounds like a toddler speaking. <laughs> and that... Is part and of it's why coupled with saying something it's stupid. With so saying it's like, something completely it's really insane. exacerbated. Yeah, it's yeah. really concerning. Yeah. In any case, that's the debate. That's it. For you. Um, next week, we will have, we will return to our regularly scheduled yes. programming of yeah. sorts. We'll have, um, we're going to spend all hour talking about um, Donald, Donald Trump's, Trump's mugshot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to have quite a lot to get through in the sense that we'll have one hour's worth of thoughts on Donald Trump's yeah. weight and mugshot. Yeah. And the one thing that I forgot that I wanted to say about this. Perfect. In <clears throat> Listen, say what you want about the two people who are claiming to be running against Joe Biden. <laughs> but I do wonder if, and listen, these people are crazy. And I, my guess and hope is that to anybody watching that isn't already just a Republican who may have casually tuned into that, I don't know how many people probably casually tuned into that. But like, the problem with not having debates is that this is the framing of what's going on in the country that you're going to get for the next yeah. essentially yeah. year, right? And it's going to be burning. that the country it's the country is in decline, Bidenomics has ruined America, the southern border is open. Fentanyl uh, is everywhere. Fentanyl is killing people. We don't have enough police. Uh, you know, all of those things are like the things that you're going to be hearing on television and there's not any there's not any outlet for anybody else to be refuting any of those things themselves. Yeah. And I think that that's unfortunate. Yeah. I think you're right. And also, I think that 
when Kellyanne Conway said, could the Democrats get a field like this up on stage? Um, I was yes. also like, well, don't let her say that on air. Yeah, I was going to say. Because, of course, the, Dem- the Democrats couldn't get eight idiots to get on stage and do a debate. We could get 34 idiots to get on stage say, and do a debate. I could name them right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we could We could all name them right now because they because all ran they, they last ran. time. <laughs> they just ran for president, and there were 34 of them. I'm sure we could scrounge up eight names of those 34. Yeah. But, like, the, the fact that that talking point was allowed to exist unrefuted in <laughs> right. the ether is the problem. Yeah. In so. any case... That's the news. Good luck and Godspeed. And let's, fingers crossed that Donald Trump's uh, mugshot is as exciting and entertaining as we hope it will be. That's right. Bye. Bye. (laughs)